617-702-2542 if you want to call in. Here we go. We got another call. All right. Who's on the line? Hello? Hi. Who's this? Oh, this is Dan Scotland from the I Am Cameras with Eva podcast. Wow. I know you. I think this is my... Is this your first time calling in live to our show? Um, I, I believe I called in during the summer when um, I think... Jim, who organized um, Question 4. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, I think... So the second yeah. time. Okay. What's up, Dan? Yeah. I, I love that you call. You've got your uh, It's Cannabis... Say that again. It's Cannabis Sativa podcast? The I Am Cannabis Sativa I screwed podcast. up. I, I Am Cannabis Sativa. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, yeah, I, I, I know, you, I know you, you're you pretty busy, but um, just... Just one quick note. Um, I, I, I do a lot of research on cannabis programs with adult youth and medical around the country. And Arizona, like, um, two, like they legalized, I want to say, two years before Massachusetts and then have the dispensaries open, I think, maybe a year or two before us. Right. And th- their, their population is comparable to Massachusetts. They have over 100 dispensaries, although, although they don't have, like, like like the home grow is sort of limited for the patients, but the their ounces are regularly like one eighty and yeah. half ounces and half ounces are like ninety or so hundred. It's, it's, it's just it's like Maine, similar. Yeah, yeah, similar prices at least. And where is this? Oklahoma, Nevada, where? Arizona. Arizona, okay. Because I I've seen Oklahoma and Nevada have been kicking butt too. It's like where are we? You know what I mean? It's like it's surprising to see. Uh, some of these states that you just would not expect, and they're booming, and they, some of them, you know, move forward at the same time we did. It's so true. It's 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 ridiculous how far behind we are in Massachusetts at this point. Um. Yeah, and like the the last thing I'll leave off with is like, do you like do the commissioners do the commissioners do their research in other states? Do they like if I was a commissioner at the if I, if I was anyone besides commissioner title, like I would feel ashamed of the work I've done over the past few years. Like I would be like, why are these other states eating our lunch? Why why aren't we trying to catch up? And you know, that's, I guess that was the last thing I want to say. But yeah, it's a good point. And you know what? I don't think they are ashamed. I think that might be part of the problem because that, that's a great point. And you know what? I, I think part of the problem, they don't even listen to a show like this. Like, I, I know that Shalene does. And I'm not saying Shalene listens to every show, but I know that Shalene pays attention to what we're doing and, and checks in. But I don't think any of the other four do. And I don't think that they actually give a crap about what our community is saying, uh, except when they show up for the day they show up. And uh, any time the Boston Globe or their larger press contacts them but even with that like i just i think you made a very good valid point and i agree 100 percent. thank you for calling dan thank you for having me mike hey y'all welcome to the i am cannabis sativa podcast i am your host dan scotland if you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast feel free to email me at i am cannabis sativa at gmail.com feel free to hit me up on instagram at i am cannabis sativa Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at IC Sativa Pod. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the Google Play Music Store. 
please rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and reviewing us will bum up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing and you find yourself coming around often, please become a Patreon supporter of this podcast and support us. By supporting us, this helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to HTTPS anchor.fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash I see sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. Howdy y'all. Dan Scotland here, joining you as usual from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. As you can see from our cold open, I called the called friend of the show the Young Jerks. They're a very good podcast in Grass, Massachusetts. Um, they're the they're the podcast in in terms of cannabis activism and knowing what's going on in local and state politics in the state of Grass, Massachusetts. Highly recommend you check them out if you want to know what's going on in, in, in Massachusetts with regards to local politics and with regards to cannabis. So I'm going to read this article from MassLive.com, and it's just reinforcing how bad Massachusetts is handling medical marijuana. Like we've had like i've said on multiple episodes we've had dispensaries since 2015 we only have about 53 or 54 of them and they charge 325 an ounce they still charge over 300 an ounce and it's getting so bad and it and it is so bad that you know our patient rolls have more or less stagnated we don't i don't think i'd be surprised if we have more than 60,000 patients in the whole state and, you know, states like Arizona, like I like I mentioned, Arizona has about the same amount of, of people. Um, they have around seven million people and they have hundreds and thousands of patients and ounces are often often 180. And there are some sites I, I just went to one site, one site and then checked out their leafly. They had ounces for ninety nine bucks. I'm not making that up. But like I said in a previous episode, Arizona doesn't really like their laws around testing are very, very sort of loose. So a lot of the stuff you buy in Arizona isn't fully tested. So that's part of why it's a lot cheaper. But, you know, you have a corporatized cannabis structure. I mean, if we're going to have corporate cannabis in Massachusetts, make it work for the flipping patients like in Arizona. Make it so cards only last make it so cards last two years make it so make it so the ounces are are less than a hundred bucks or less than 200 make this affordable and tenable for the patients that live here again if i were the commissioners i would i would be ashamed of myself i would be completely and utterly ashamed of the job i've done the past few years why are other states eating our lunch like what why is that acceptable to them you know, it's like I say often, it's the the, com- the commission besides commission our brave heroine commissioner title. They only care about restricting and limiting access. 
But um, I'm going to read this article from Mass Live talking about Massachusetts medical marijuana patients that are getting affordable medicine, but they're not getting the affordable mes- medicine in Massachusetts. They're they're going over to Maine to get it. So let's let's read more about about Maine and um. You should also check out that episode, the untold story of Maine's medical craft cannabis scene. You'll learn a lot about how Maine has gotten in to be sort of the medical marijuana mecca of the eastern seaboard. So let's let's get to it. Massachusetts medical marijuana customers are buying cheap good weed in Maine. Written by Shira Schuschenberg. And she wrote about she wrote about me in a previous article that we talked about earlier this year as well too. But I'm not in this one, but I, I still think it's pretty pertinent. Kettery, Maine. Ingrid Martinez is a terminally is terminally ill and undergoing chemotherapy. Medical marijuana helps her alleviate nausea and pain. Martinez, 50, a Lowell resident who worked in medical coding before she got sick, travels to Maine every three weeks or so to buy ma- marijuana. Although she's a Massachusetts medical marijuana patient, she said marijuana costs too much in the Bay State. Martinez had to stop using marijuana at some point because she cannot afford it. I've, I've been there. I've had to, I had to take a hiatus on, I had to take a tea break in uh, September because of the price. And I'm, I'm still sort of, I'm still sort of having to go through my main caregiver. Like I've been telling you guys, because I can't, I'm sick and tired of a $50 eight. That's, that's, that's unaffordable. That's highway robbery. If she can buy more cheaply in Maine, Martinez said, it's there when I need it. Although transporting marijuana across state lines is illegal, Martinez is not alone in driving from Massachusetts to Maine to purchase medical marijuana more cheaply. Since Maine first started accepting Massachusetts medical marijuana cars in late August, stores near the border have seen an influx in customers. That influx increased after Massachusetts official banned the sale of all vaping products other than those used by medical marijuana patients to vaporize crushed flour. Pam Edwards, owner of Your Green Thumb Caregivers in Kittery, less than a half hour drive than from northern northeastern Massachusetts, estimates that 30% of her business is Massachusetts residents. So I'm going to I'm going to pause that right here. In Maine, you have a lot of you have a lot of badass women that are that are running cannabis businesses. And in Massachusetts, it's mostly white dudes. You know, you don't you don't have a lot of women running cannabis businesses. And and it's because it's largely because the barriers of entry in this in, in, in this state for everyone in general is just so gosh darn high and the cost of doing business is so gosh darn high that only only rich connected white dudes are able to really do business in, in Massachusetts and it's it's a darn shame but when you open it up to everyone in Maine with with, with, with caregivers you know women and other other people have a fighting chance 
What I hear over and over again is we have better product, more variety of products, better prices, Edwards says. People rub their eyes when they see the prices compared to what we're seeing and what they're seeing in Massachusetts. One recent day, online menus for your green thumb caregivers listed an eighth of an ounce of flour between $20 and $50, while Patriot Care in Lowell listed the same quantity for $50. Netta in Brookline was selling a chocolate bar with 100 milligrams of THC for $30, while Green Tuck Farms in North Berwick, Maine was selling a chocolate bar with 300 milligrams of THC for $25. Your green thumb caregivers had more than 35 options for flour, while American therapies groups in Salem had a dozen. Price of Weed, a website that crowdsourced medical that crowdsourced marijuana prices in different states on Friday listed the average cost of a medium quality marijuana as 282 per ounce in Massachusetts and 232 per ounce in Maine. That site, that site must be sourcing street prices because you cannot get 282 per ounce in Massachusetts without without um hard either hardship discounts either vet veteran discounts or um or occasional sales that the dispensary will do um mayflower medicinals to my knowledge the only place that regularly has 200 dollar ounce sales but again you have to catch it at the right time they're not always i don't think it's every single day but let's continue Sam Tracy, government relations director at multi-state cannabis company Forefront Ventures, estimate that prices are around half in Maine of what they are in Massachusetts. Tracy lives in Maine, and Forefront Ventures does business in Massachusetts. Mike Crawford, shout out to Mike Crawford, a medical marijuana patient and advocate, drives from the North Shore to your green thumb caregivers every few weeks. The first time I left there, I never smiled so much from going with a legal purchase, Crawford said. It felt like Christmas to me. Crawford said there are more price options in the main stores depending on quality. Quote, I find the lowest tier product in Maine is better than what you get in Massachusetts. It's the difference between a Budweiser and a craft beer, he said. Sean Walsh of Newberry Part said he pays $10 or $15 for 100 milligrams of, of THC in an edible in Maine compared to $40 or more in Massachusetts. He calls the quality in Maine far superior. It's crazy. I mean, that's that's comparable to uh, Michigan prices. I, I talk up Michigan's program a lot, and I've actually visited Michigan, and you know, the, their edibles are around the same price as, as what Maine offers. Um, you can get a hundred milligrams for 10 bucks or, or less oftentimes. And I had one, I, I remember when I was um, at the High Times Cannabis Cuff in, in Clio, Michigan, um, one, one vendor that I talked to, one vendor was selling four, four for $20 edibles and they were each 70 milligrams from what I remember. So it was like $5 a pop. So, I mean, I don't know, whatever Massachusetts is doing is highway robbery because 
other states like Maine are charging $10 per 100 milligrams. So, I mean, I don't know what the deal is with markup with even the edibles. It's just, it's nuts. The Maine ma medical marijuana market is different from the one in Massachusetts. The Bay State has strict regulations requiring medical marijuana companies to grow and manufacture their own products and governing all aspects of sales. Again, that's a vertical integration. That's what she's describing. Like I tell you, like I'm telling you in, in you've like I'm telling everyone that's listening and the upcoming medical marijuana states are going to vote on it. That includes you, Mississippi. That includes Idaho. That includes South Dakota, I believe. And that also includes Nebraska. So any of you guys listening from those states, pay attention. Don't fall for the vertical integration trick bag because then you're going to pay $300 per ounce. That's 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 one of the consequences of vertical integration. It it jacks up the prices because you have because you have to handle everything from top to bottom, and only only companies with a lot of money and a lot of resources can really afford to do that. You know, Florida, you have vertical integration, and it's only big marijuana companies. It's you know you don't really have craft growers in Florida like you've got in Maine because of vertical integration. And you don't have craft growers in Massachusetts because, again, vertical integration. So although vertical integration, like Dr. McKenzie said from in, in, in the Reefer Revolution podcast, although it has its benefits because you can get specific port proportions of CBD to THC and certain proportions can be better for certain illnesses, although it does have its use because the vertical integration can it does the 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 pro of it is it it ensures more consistent products. So if you need specific ratios, like Doctor McKenzie was saying, then that's easier to get in a market like Florida because of the homogenization of, of products through vertical integration. But otherwise, the thing is, it it does jack up the price. In in Massachusetts, you're paying three hundred and twenty five an ounce, and in Florida, I think I I don't think you're paying too much less than that from what I remember, but let's continue. Maine has eight state licensed dispensaries, which tend to be larger businesses, but state law also has a separate category for caregivers or small scale independent growers. The laws governing caregivers have changed since Maine first legalized medical marijuana in 1999. But as of 2018, caregivers are allowed to open a retail store and serve an unlimited amount of patients. Grassachusetts, caregivers can only serve one patient. Thank you, Deval Patrick. Thank you, Charlie Baker. You can go F yourselves for, for making that the rule. But let's continue. Although there is a limit to the number of plants they can grow, Caregivers can buy products from other caregivers. A reporter visited five marijuana shops in southern Maine, ranging from boutique storefront to a trailer to an industrial warehouse with a strong marijuana odor. Your Green Thumb Caregivers is a small shop up a main road next door to a smoke shop. The owner's dog lolled around the shop and music 
played in the background as a steady stream of customers shop. So it's it's like it's like a casual store, you know. It's not it's not like an Apple store or a, a clinical environment like all our dispensaries are. You know the you know people from other states think that our 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 um, medical marijuana is very sort of uptight and it is because you don't have that level of farmer's market or that level of intimacy such as having you know dogs having having dogs around the shop and having music playing and having it be a relaxed environment where you can smell and, and sample the canvas we don't have that in Massachusetts. you know it's it's like it's like a it's like a pharmacy so to speak Customers walked in, showed identification and a medical card, and browsed a selection of flower, vapes, edibles, and accessories like marijuana-themed greeting cards and t-shirts. The store has its own marijuana-growing facility upstairs, and it purchases products from more than a dozen other caregivers. A minute down the road, caregiver Clay Wyman runs Southern Maine Apothecary out of a tiny room off the kitchen of his house. I'm a one-man show, Wyman said. I do the growing, I run the retail store, my overhead is low, I don't have employees, and I have to pay... I don't have employees I have to pay other than my bills. Wyman gets around 20 patients per day. On an average day, around a quarter of them come from Massachusetts, he says. That number has increased since the vape ban went into effect. They typically come for vape cartridges, and when they find out that we have for quality and price, they keep coming back, Wyman said. Sweet Dirt in Elliott, Maine, markets environmentally friendly organic marijuana grown in live soil and certified by Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association, Sam Weiss, Retail team leader at Sweet Dirt said that before the Ma- before the Massachusetts vape ban, maybe one in ten customers came from Massachusetts. Now it's closer to three in ten. Rebecca Harry of Sweet Dirt says the dispensary requires all Massachusetts patients to provide their Massachusetts medical card and sign a waiver saying they agree to use the prescription in Maine only. We have received from our MA, our Massachusetts patients, feedback that our pricing and quality is better, perhaps because Maine's medical program is more mature, Henry wrote in an email. Sweet Dirt, a medical marijuana dispensary in Elliott, Maine, on December 5th, 2019. The dispensary is located in a trailer while rebuilding its storefront after a fire. Tracy, a forefront Ventures said Maine marijuana is cheaper partially because its market is more mature and growers have had 20 years to develop expertise legally. It is also much easier to open a business in Maine. The license fee for a Maine caregiver who wants to grow up to 30 mature plants and 60 immature plants, the maximum allowed is 1200 the fee to open medical marijuana dispensary in Massachusetts is 30000 plus a 1500 application fee. Maine does not have testing or packaging requirements for medical marijuana caregivers the way Massachusetts does. A lot of those more public health 
focused regulations that Massachusetts has in terms of testing requirements and things like that are just not really present in Maine, Tracy said. Josh Ferranto spent six years growing medical marijuana in Maine as a caregiver and now works for Massachusetts company Silver Therapeutics. That's opening that's working to open three marijuana stores. He says the biggest difference he sees in regulations since the barriers to entry in Maine are much lower than in Massachusetts. Quote, anyone that's buying medical cannabis in Maine is buying it from a company where they've invested multiple millions of dollars into cultivation facility and extraction labs and commercial kitchens, Ferranto said. In Maine, there's eight larger dispensaries that are more like the Massachusetts model. Then someone with a medical caregiver license can essentially grow cannabis in their home and sell it on the medical market. Ferranto noted the lack of testing is a dice roll since buyers must make sure their source is reliable. Some customers acknowledge the public health risk. Diana, who would not give her last name, said she started coming from Peabody to Maine to buy cartridges after they were banned in Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, she said, buying medical marijuana feels more like she's getting a medical prescription and the label tells her exactly what she's getting. In Maine, she said, you're taking more of a chance. There is also a legal risk. In addition to crossing state lines, customers driving from Kittery back towards Boston must drive through a short stretch of New Hampshire, which has not legalized marijuana. So yeah, I mean, you gotta be careful in the Granite State. You really do. Um, they haven't really legalized yet, and um, I, I would th- I would tread carefully. That's what I'm gonna say. But it is a difficult law to enforce. They're not stopping every car in the New Hampshire border, trying to inspect them to see if they're bringing cannabis across state lines. Tracy said. Nicole Snow, executive director of Massachusetts Patient Advocacy Alliance, which represents medical marijuana patients, said the group highly advises against going up there solely to bring back products. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, um, okay, um, AstroTurf organization. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Continue buying the expensive cannabis in, in Massachusetts and continue breaking your flipping budget. don't do it don't do it no i'm going to do it and and so many of the other people in this article and so many of the people not even interviewed in this article are going to continue doing it until massachusetts can provides medicine at the price that people can afford this is this is uh, this is massachusetts dispensaries and the regulators own failing we shouldn't have to we shouldn't we shouldn't have to follow an unjust law and an unjust regulation said the group highly advises against going up there solely to bring back products because it's still against the law. Boo-hoo, wah. Just pay what she said, no mind, folks. Crawford, the patient and advocate from the North Shore, said he does not know anyone who has gotten in trouble, and he personally does not think the risk of getting stopped is high. But, he says, I caution people... To know the law. It's up to them. It's their risk. End of article. There you have it, folks. 
Maine is a state that actually gives a crap about small businesses. It gives a crap about making barriers of entry low so people can provide this medicine to to um, the people of Maine and to all of New England and and so many other states that have been listed in their reciprocity agreement. I'm going to put resources in the show notes. Um, so you, so if you're in other states and you happen to be vacationing in Maine, you can check to see if they're in the reciprocity agreement. Again, you can get good craft products in Maine for a very good price, and you know that it is made with tender love and care. And it's not corporate, corporatized cannabis. You're buying it from actual real people. So again, Massachusetts, you really got to step it up. It's sad that you're having so many people having to go across state lines and risk, risk getting in trouble, like the article said, because Massachusetts is failing to do the job it needs to do to make the prices affordable for people. So again, you know, if you're going to do this, follow all laws, do not speed and and tread carefully if you must do this. And again, we don't condone anyone breaking the law on this podcast. And I assume no liability if you get in trouble. Hope you guys got a lot out of this. Peace out, ciao, and see Medicaid, my friends. You know why I pulled you over? Just going five over in a school zone. <laughs> sure were. Where are you coming from so fast? South of Broadway in Maine. You understand that that's a hotbed of drug activity. Do you go there often? It's on my way to work. Okay. I need you to step out of the vehicle, sir. You're being detained. This is an example of what not to do when getting pulled over. Know your rights and do it like this. You know why I pulled you over? No, why did you pull me over? Because you were going five miles an hour over the speed limit. Where are you coming from? Uh, I'm not discussing my day. Not discussing your day, huh? Well, all I gotta say is that uh, Smells like marijuana here. You've been smoking something, son? Sir, am I being detained or am I free to go? You're being detained. Now tell me something. Is there marijuana in this vehicle? Uh, I invoked the fifth. Pop brothers at law. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are a few ways that you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Sativa podcast. You can also support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. If you are feeling extra generous, we have $5 and above tiers. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave me a voice message on Anchor. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash podcast and click the send voice message button. And I may just play it on a future episode. You can also call and leave a voice message at the phone number 617 617- Four six six nine three eight nine. That is six one seven four six six nine three eight nine. And I may just play it on a future episode. If you are in need of some good CBD products, you can also check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp products. You can check them out by checking out this link 
um, www.bit.ly slash 33FKRV9. And you can try the following coupon codes. Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, and 15% sign off CBD. And you can use those codes to get a discount on various CBD products on their website. And if you are looking to get inexpensive CBD flour delivered to your door quickly and cheaply in New England, check out bostonhempire.com, where you can get frequent sales on CBD flour and other products such as tinctures and edibles as well, too. Boston Hempire will get you cheap CBD flour delivered to your door in New England and the rest of the United States for a very, very good price. And I highly recommend their products, too. Feel free to enter the URL HTTPS colon slash slash shop dot Boston dot com slash question mark REF equals D Scotland. Peace out and ciao.